The second accelerator under the lever of communicate effectively is asynchronous communication. And I have to say, this is probably the single most powerful concept in being more effective. I, I honestly cannot stress enough how important the idea of asynchronous communication is. So let me just start with defining it, right? It's communication that is not synchronous. Synchronous communication is when you're on the phone with somebody, you're on a video chat, you're sitting in the same room. Think about call and response, right? I can say something and you can react with a facial expression and say something right back, positive or negative. And it can go back and forth like that for as long as you want. Asynchronous communication is the opposite. And many of you are communicating, I'd say all of you are probably communicating in an asynchronous manner on a daily, if not hourly basis, because text messages are asynchronous. Email is asynchronous. Voice messaging apps are asynchronous. Um, all of these tools are asynchronous. Even the postal mail is technically asynchronous, right? So at its heart, the idea behind asynchronous communication, why it's so great is that you communicate when and how you want. So in an asynchronous communication setting, I can send a message to somebody in whatever format that is. They can receive it whenever they choose to, listen to it, read it, take it in, think about it, and respond when they want to. And then I can receive it again when I want to and back and forth and back and forth. Now, this may sound inefficient to some people, it may sound slow to some people, but the truth is, is that you're allowing people to communicate at their best, right? Because if you allow people to communicate how and when they want, they'll naturally fall into a pattern where they do it when they're at their best, which is rarely what you get in a synchronous setting. And there's so many different factors that go into that. People's circadian rhythms, time zones momentary disturbances that can cause emotional distress, all sorts of things can affect somebody's ability to show up in the moment. And you might argue that you know some of the best communicators can show up in the moment no matter what. For most of us, that's not a reality. So the idea that you could put a group of people into a meeting, and we all know at this point, I would say it's been beaten dead that meetings are generally pretty inefficient. And in my opinion, meetings really should be an absolute last resort and should be avoided at all costs. Because if you need to get to the point where you have to have a synchronous meeting, it doesn't mean that something has necessarily gone wrong. It just means that the job can't be accomplished in another forum. So the idea that you could get multiple people on the same page in the same headspace at their best at the same time is misaligned and misguided. It's one of the reasons that the you know, 9 a.m. Monday morning team update meetings usually result in a couple people yawning and checking their phones constantly and somebody else being a little less filtered with their comments. And then one person who's just super high energy and raring to go. And that mismatch has ripple effects that cause inefficiencies throughout the day, throughout the week, and throughout the company, honestly. You could ruin somebody's day by forcing them to have a meeting at the wrong time. And again, there are going to be certain situations where you want to do that. You want to have those synchronous meetings. It makes sense. But again, an absolute last resort. So when you allow somebody to communicate in asynchronous fashion, sure, it might take longer. It doesn't have to. But ultimately, you're going to get a better result 
like hands down a better result. And I think about this in terms of my coaching that I do now at this point. My coaching that I do, my private coaching, is done exclusively asynchronously using a voice communication app. So I exchange voice messages basically with my clients on a regular basis. And I have clients who will send me three, four, five messages a day sometimes. And they might be for a minute or two. And sometimes they'll send me a much longer message when they have a moment to vent or on the way home from work. But as a coach, it's been so fascinating to see this because somebody might send me a message and it might be a really juicy, meaty problem. And I can think about it. And if I need to, I can research it. And if I really need to, I can talk to another expert about it. And whether I get back to that person in 10 minutes or in two days, I'm going to come back to them with the one to two minute answer that solves all their problems. And that sounds grandiose, but it is absolutely accurate. When you look at most coaching relationships or, or most long-standing relationships like that in general, where they have you know an hourly standing meeting every week, you know, every Wednesday at noon, I talk to my coach. A few things happen. One is that that person has to build up all of their issues throughout the week and hold on to them. And maybe they write them down, and maybe they ruminate on them, maybe they solve them themselves. But they have to show up at that one hour meeting with something. And in that one hour meeting of 60 minutes, they might take five or six minutes or longer to explain the problem. And the coach or the person on the other side is going to listen and then they're going to have to respond. And of course, some people are really great at thinking on their feet. I think that I'm pretty good at it. But even a few minutes of pause gives you the opportunity to come up with the exact right answer. So why should I spend an hour of my time and their time, which is not an hour meeting, that's a two hour meeting. Let's get that out of the way. If you have five people in a meeting, that is not a one hour meeting, it's a five hour meeting, right? So why should we spend 120 minutes of our collective time for something that need only take four? I think it'd be very difficult for anybody to argue with that. Not to mention, just because Wednesday at noon is a great time for me to talk, doesn't mean it's a great time for the client to talk. And then you expand that out when it's beyond two people, beyond a relationship of two, three, four, maybe a team of 20. And things can go haywire very, very quickly. And then the other problem with asynchronous communication for many people is that they don't treat the asynchronous communication tools as such. So it's very typical to see somebody write a text message to somebody and then hold their phone in front of themselves, waiting, watching the three dots fluctuate as the person responds, holding their attention which is not the way it's supposed to work. You're supposed to be able to send that message, put it down and go back to doing what you really need to be doing and what you were actually working on in the first place. You don't want your attention to be taken by the communication. And at the same time, you should be able to fire off a message in safety and not worry about another message coming back to you in a way that will, again, distract you and interrupt you. And we see this with email, with chat communication tools, all sorts of things where they can hold our attention. But what we really need to do is get in the mindset that you are using these tools to communicate with your world. These tools are not meant to be a portal where the outside world can get a hold of you whenever they want. And I challenge you to push the limits of what can be done asynchronously. The team stand-up, the daily stand-up that Tom teams have for the update each other on what's happening for the day, what the roadblocks are. Most habits, most cultures will tell you that that needs to be done 
with literally people standing around a circle talking to each other. I have shown in many companies that doing that asynchronously works way better, even if it takes a little bit longer. If you think about the high pressure sales call, oh, we've, we've got to fly to London and shake hands with the client to make the deal happen. No, you don't. You can do it asynchronously. Sales can be done asynchronously, giving people time. You don't have to pressure somebody into saying, oh, I have to go ask so-and-so, which is really saying no. When if you gave them the opportunity to actually think about it and look into it, they might say yes. And even high-level, private, deep coaching, like I do currently, where I work with over a dozen private clients without putting a single call on my calendar. It's more effective for me and it's more effective for them. So think about how asynchronous communication can become a much larger part of your daily operations. Think about the meetings that you sit through. Think about the calls that you spend time on. What if you didn't have to do any of those and you could take back control of your time, allow other people to take back control of their time and produce a better result than you ever could have possibly done before. 